It's a deck cast, it's a deck cast, it's a deck cast. D A C C C A S T, cause I say it's a deck cast, it's a deck cast, it's a deck cast, deck cast. D A C C C A S T, D A C C C A S T. You're listening to Deck Cast, produced by students of Danville Area Community College. Welcome back to DATCAST. I'm Erin Anderson. And I'm Landon Frazier. Our mission with DATCAST is to create a platform that's created for students and made by students. With that being said, we are so excited to bring you today's episode. We are here today with Emmy Award winner (laughs) and production manager at WCIA3 News Channel in Champaign, Peter Barrett. Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and introduce us? Well, um, I am the production manager at WCIA, as you said. In that position, I'm in charge of all the uh, behind the scenes, camera operation, audio directors, graphics, lighting sets, and I'm also in charge of our lifestyle show, CI Living. And um, I'm originally from Chicago, but being a TV vagabond, I went from one market to another over the last 40 years, and this is my most recent stop, is at this station. What does a normal day look like for you? Normal day is I come in first thing in the morning and I go through all the discrepancy reports, as we call them, from the prior day of technical problems that occurred or systematic problems that we can uh, possibly clean up, make it better, um, address um, ongoing issues that uh, keep popping up. So I do that first. The second thing I do is I meet with CI Living to see what they're doing that day. Then I go to the news department and we meet, I just, I don't do a whole lot there other than, you know, be a fly in the wall in the uh, news meeting at 10. We also have one at two, which I try to drop in on. And um, then I go to the control room and uh, meet with the, the crew. Then I go to lunch. Then it's kind of, I try to stack my meetings early in the afternoon and it gets busy around 2.30 when we start doing pre-production for CI Living, when we have guests come in and record things that are going to air on the show. And then we do the live show from 4 to 5, uh, and then we go into the news from 5 to 5.30, and then 6 to 7. So I usually try to leave by 6, get there around 8.39, and that's a very typical day. Very busy. What would you say your favorite part of your day is? Like, what did you like to do best when you're there? Uh, what I like to do best, uh, I like to go and talk to people that work for me and, I, and anyone else in the building. I just like to know what's going on. So you mentioned that you are from Chicago. So can you talk a little bit about your college journey and how you ended up in the major that you did? Well, in college, um, I went there out of junior college in Chicago. I went to Wright Junior College. But uh, while there, I did their radio station at the junior college. And I got a, a writing scholarship to go to NIU and um, in my first English class, which was a prerequisite for that major, uh, I realized, eh, I don't know about this. And I had a, one class called Radio and TV Production for Non-Majors. I took that class and bam, I'm with my people. So uh, my, my teacher in that, uh, in that class also ran part-time audio at the CBS affiliate in Rockford, which is about 40 miles away. And uh, he got me on at the WIFR. I worked there for three years and then went to Washington, D.C., and then went to Cincinnati, then went to Kansas City, and then here. How did you hear about the job? WCIA, actually, my sister, who was aware that I was trying to move back to Illinois because my grandkids were in Cincinnati, and uh, my daughter was up in Chicago. And so I asked, you know, my sister, who was really good at this stuff, to be looking around for 
postings, and she found one on the Illinois Broadcasters um, website. It sent me the application, I applied, and I got the job in two days. Wow. <laughs> what would you say is the most impactful job that you've had over the course of your career? Well, uh, the, broadly speaking, it's the development of talent. Uh, I think if you take care of the people who work for you, they take care of you. Um, specifically speaking, uh, probably the most challenging thing I did was host, um, help organize a visit by President Clinton to our Kansas City station. We had six days' notice to prepare. And uh, it was quite the circus. But I did get my picture with the president. So uh, that was the, probably the most complicated thing I've done and the most rewarding. That's awesome. What do you think you've gained from your time at the Champaign-Urbana area and at WCIA? Uh, what I've gained is uh, another seven years of uh, management experience and learned and actually returned to my more production roots because from 1983 to 2001, I never touched anything because they were all union shops. And uh, I, as a sideline, I always had cameras and editing equipment, you know, tape to tape, uh, analog editing equipment. And I always did things for family and whatnot, birthday videos, weddings. Um, and then when, uh, when I left the KCTV, I uh, tried to leave television. That didn't work out. I went to a, be a marketing director in a medical field and after that went away, I did my own production company. And from there, I learned intensely how to do everything hands-on. And, uh, and that was a, a rewarding thing for me coming to this station, because this is a smaller station comparatively. And everyone does everything. And uh, I have taught myself or retaught myself how to run every position in the control room and in the studio. And from one day to another in that size market, in that size station, one day I was actually running the front desk a couple of days ago <laughs> because the front desk person called in sick and we had a lot of guests coming in for CI Living who needed to be greeted mm -hmm. and show them back to the studio. So, you, I mean, I put together a grill not too long ago <laughs> just to make sure, you know, just to get it done because it's just in a, that's why in a, when you're first in, a, in a, the industry, you first get in the door. Most important thing, whatever it is, get in the door. And then learn everything you can, because essentially it's your last year of college. And from that, that base, you're going to go forward. Did you ever think that you would end up back in Illinois and where you are now in that position? You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I never thought I'd live in Kansas City or Cincinnati or Washington, D.C. It just home is where you make it and uh, your profession is where you find it. And so I... I actually didn't think that far out to think I'd be coming back here, but at a certain point in time, it's like, hey, you know, that wouldn't be a bad idea. So that's how it came together. So you said when you were in college, you had a major in writing and speech and communications? Oh, I was in, uh, and at NIU, the, the major was, um, it was in the um, liberal arts department, and I took radio and TV, uh, radio, RT, uh, radio TV film is what the, the, area was called and so in that I did everything I, I we learned radio we learned um, what you guys are learning and you know doing a little talk doing talk shows and shooting in the field and we did a lot of uh, movies uh, in those days on Super 8 spliced them together with tape and um, that was uh, how we you know at that time that was what I did you kind of already talked about this a little bit but 
you always wanted to do production or did you not? Well, television, and I imagine a lot of businesses are like that, it's divided up into tribes. Yeah. So if you are one of these people who takes apart your computer for yucks and puts it back together, you belong in engineering. <laughs> if you're one of these people that creates a, a business out of a lawn mowing endeavor, you belong in sales. If you are someone that writes a lot um, and uh, gets a lot of joy out of the writing and the researching for that writing, you should be in news as a reporter or a producer. If you're somebody who shot movies on VHS or whatever, whatever technology they were using in that age and tr tried to tell a story with pictures and sound, you belong in production or you belong in creative services. And those are the tribes. Did you try doing stuff on camera before? You like? No, no. <laughs> no, not to? really. You know, I, I, I can do it. I just... I find more joy in, in being behind the scenes and helping people through their careers. Yeah. Did you have any mentors that helped you decide what you wanted to do over the course of your time? Well, number one would be, Dave, would be um, a guy, um, Rudy Preslak, in high school who convinced me I could write. And I had no idea. And he told me I was good, and I was like, <laughs> me? <laughs> um, and that's when I went from senior in high school with Rudy, went to junior college, started doing radio and writing, got a scholarship at the junior college for writing. I'm like, okay, I'm a writer. Who knew? Um, and from there, uh, I was hired in Rockford, a guy named Dave Abramson, who is one of my Facebook friends now. Um, <laughs> he was the man who got me on my feet with the, at least the production part of it. And then the, uh, in, I told you about Tribes, the creative services department from my production gig there was also a one-man band department called Creative Services, and I discovered that while shooting for that department. I'm playing the remember shooting on a bridge, the Rock River in Rockford, listening on headsets, just checking the audio, which you should always do when you're out in the field shooting. And I'm thinking, oh, this is terrible. I can do better than this. So from that, I got into the, uh, the uh, creative services part of, the, of television. Do you think you've been as successful in your job as you want to be? Yeah. I feel pretty good about it. I mean, everybody who's intellectually curious um, needs to have that dangled in front of them, and I'm never bored. That's the thing about the business. You're never bored. <laughs> yeah. Kind of shifting gears a little bit. What do you like to do in your free time? When my free time, I, uh, it kind of depends what era of my life you're talking about, but currently I've been doing community theater, musicals primarily, um, occasional straight plays. I'm doing a, a reading at the Station Theater and. Champagne next week, uh, which is good for me because I don't have to memorize anything. <laughs> um, and um, done musicals for 20 years. Before then, I was a pilot. Before then, I was uh, touring. I was a basketball player for the WKRC station team all over the Midwest, which was a blast. And before then, I don't know. <laughs> I think I just worked on cars. That was my fun. So. I do theater as well. Do you like musicals or plays better? <laughs> I'm more of a musical person. Yeah. I, one thing I can do is sing loudly on, a, on key. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that gets me in the door. Plus, I'm in a, a difficult demographic to find to do musical theater oh, yeah. is, you know, a male over 25. Yeah. <laughs> no, so. I, I enjoy musical theater better than plays because singing's my passion and stuff. What's your favorite musical that you've done? Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, I would want to do that one. And secondarily, Les Mis. 
sure. You've done good ones. <laughs> uh, I've done, well, after 23 years of this, you yeah. pretty much have done most things. Yeah. I did Rent, of all things. You know, I, I, I want to do Rent, there's, too. You know, I think I've done most, <laughs> and the ones I haven't been in, I go see them, so I can go. And like all theater people, you go to shows that you haven't been in, you go, I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so if you see auditions for the show you like and you know the parts, yeah. you're in. You at least know what, why you're auditioning. How yeah. did you get into theater? Um, if it was like me, I was shoved into it. <laughs> no. It's funny. I was um, at, at KCTV, which is my Kansas City station. I was in charge of essentially station manager. And uh, in that role, a guy named Ross Harmon used to come to me every year and try to get for what we used to call public service announcements, uh, PSAs, on the air to promote a not-for-profit outdoor theater called the, community, the Theater in the Park. And every year I'd give him a few spot placements. And every year he reminds me, every year you say, you know, someday, Ross, I want to do that. And so finally, in the last year I was at the station, I had the guts to go audition and I got in. That's cool. But it was just Ross and that, that little discussion every year for 10 years. And every year it ended with me going, you know, Ross, I should be doing this. I want to do this. And yeah. he, he, he taught me how. Yeah, I was in, I think it was fifth grade when I did my first show, and I was so scared. I always sang at talent shows and all that stuff, but I was so scared to do it, and I was like, I don't want to do theater. I don't want to do musical theater. And then <laughs> someone shoved me into it, and then I did it like four shows a year for <laughs> forever. Well, it just that is one of the big things I tell people is performing and getting in front of people is most people are afraid of dying and afraid of speaking in front of people, <laughs> particularly oh, yeah. singing in front of people. Yeah. And... Um, it's a huge speed bump you've got to get past for whatever magic in your mind you can, whatever corner in your mind you can reach into to get you over that hump. Reach for it and do it. Yeah. Because it will help you professionally tremendously. Because all of a sudden you've got a lot more confidence. You're okay with walking into a room and, and if you have to, take over. Mm -hmm. And if you're asked to be on you know, a podcast or a talk show, you're good. Yeah. I mean, you've got the confidence, even if you don't know all the answers, you've got the confidence to be able to wing it. Yeah. You've done theater, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Show choir and all of that stuff, yeah. too. Yeah. You know? and my daughter did, too. And yep. um, it's a fabulous underpinning for yep. your professional career, which I didn't know. Yep. I thought I was just going to go and have fun and sing. You never know <laughs> until you're in it, too. Yeah, you That's really don't. So yeah. I, I wholeheartedly endorse perf uh, yeah. performing for yeah. professional reasons as well fun. as personal reasons. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What is some of your greatest accomplishments or something that you're most proud of? I'm most proud of the people that I've hired over the last 40 years that ended up in very high positions in the industry. Uh, one of my people that I hired um, in Cincinnati ended up being the director of creative services for the Fox Network, and he is wow. now teaching. Uh, but uh, I have another fellow who just retired, who I hired into the business um, in Rockford, and he ended up running the Peoria station. So the NBC affiliate. So those kind of things I'm very proud of. I like seeing my people get ahead. So we hear you have four Emmy Awards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what shows were they for? These are for these are uh, regional Emmys in the Television uh, National Association of Television Arts and Sciences. It's NATUS. And those were in my, as I told you, I went from production to creative services in production, and then I went to Washington strictly as creative a creative person. Mm -hmm. And in that position, what you do is come up with campaigns on the air and in radio and print and social media nowadays to get people to watch the station. 
And so if I had a bunch of late night movies in Rockford many years ago before Stephen Colbert, we ran local movies. <laughs> and I volunteered with the creative services director. Okay, you know, I'd love to help you. And she goes, well, do those movie promos. <laughs> so I would just screen the movies on film and uh, copy off the scenes I wanted to three quarter inch, uh, write it and voice it. And like a, you know, week of Ronald Reagan movies, for example, and taking sound bites out of text, out of, out of context, which I, now I'm so tired of that, but that's what I did. And, uh, and then I, I got, I graduated into doing the spots for the anchors. Um, but that's how, I forgot what the question was, because I will go on and on <laughs> if you don't stop me, but that's the beginning of the answer to that question, I hope. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. It was just, what were your Emmy awards for? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Emmy awards. Um, writing commercials, uh, promotional announcements primarily, and doing marketing campaigns for the station, like, you know, uh, um, Live Local Late Breaking is a common one you may have seen around, uh, WCIA does that, Um, we're everywhere, I mean, there's a bajillion, the professionals, I'm going marketing (laughs) campaigns over 40 years, many of them just look so old now, but um, I would come up with... uh, the campaigns to promote like a troubleshooter, like somebody, and we called it, you know, wait till Stan finds out. And we had, you know, the crooked, for example, the crooked uh, auto repair guy. And I'd go to the theater community and I'd find the sleaziest guy I could find, <laughs> put him in filthy overalls and a terrible, you know, DeKalb corn hat. And there'd be a voiceover, like, you know, one of these guys you, that you heard on the radio a bajillion times, his name is Charlie Van Dyke. Um, so that woman really didn't know what she was doing. And the guy is there on camera. <laughs> and then, and then the Charlie says something else I wrote and, you know, yeah, she, she won't find out anything until that engine falls out and you'll be long gone. <laughs> you know, so and that is until Stan finds out and the guy goes, <gasps> and slips out of the camera, you know, so those kind of things. Uh, I won awards for, uh, uh, I, I had a bunch of people mimic the Andrews sisters, um, and they we did a. I my sister actually wrote the lyrics to a song about our new weather guy, uh, and uh, we had color coded panels on top of the Chiquita building in in Cincinnati, and we did a whole. We had, I hired three Andrews sisters lookalikes. My sister sang the three parts, um, and uh, we shot it all over Cincinnati. And at the end of it, and this is in the days when TV stations spent real money on these things, we had a, a Jet Ranger and, and the promo with our anchor, his name is Tim Hedrick, with the three and- Andrews sisters waving and running from the roof of the Chiquita building as we pulled away and, and ran our, the sting of our music and our closing you know, tag. Yeah. So just things that aren't the usual stuff. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm known for and when I was doing that kind of work is I like to put things on the screen that people don't go, oh, not again. You know, I like to yeah. put something up there. People go, what, what was that? You know, so that's what I wore, won most of the awards for. And the Clinton thing, the visit. So just oddball things that were un, out of the ordinary and people sat up and took notice for their uniqueness. Yeah. I think it's awesome we have an Emmy Award winner on our show. I think <laughs> it's you. awesome. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your family? My family is all musicians uh, or great singers. I was the last to be brought to the table when it comes to expressing myself creatively for fun. I mean, I did it all day at a TV station, but uh, I never 
performed in public, but all my siblings are, one's a banjo player, one's a good uh, drummer. My sister plays guitar and sings in public venues all over town. My sister, my other sister, can sing just like my the sister I mentioned earlier, but she doesn't do it publicly. So my family is all uh, musically, and my mother, of course, is a, started all this with the Sweet Adelines, if you've ever heard of them. It's a female barbershop, put 50 women up there, <laughs> and their, their choreography is all hand choreography, you know, but... Um, you know, singing, um, you know, My Clementine and, you know, old, old standards. So it's all, my family is all that. My father was, uh, he would just go and watch us perform. And he worked for the city of Chicago as a janitor. What's something that people might not know about you? I mean, I think we covered a lot. But uh, well, is there um, else? I worked for Del Monte for all of one day. I, <laughs> I was trying to make money in college. And I wash cars, old Mercury Capris and Monterey's and various <laughs> heaps of junk that aren't on the road now. But I wash them and prep them for people. And then it, I was like desperate for money. And so I saw this gig for eight fifty an hour in Rochelle, Illinois at Del Monte. And I was like, eight well, fifty an hour? <laughs> so I, uh, I applied for it and, they saw, and I found out it's overnight shift. And I was like, well, what are we doing on the overnight shift? We're hosing down the, the conveyor belts with a high-pressure hose. I mean, real high-pressure hose. <laughs> but there was a guy getting undressed next to me in the locker room, taking off a full-body raincoat oh and a mask and all that. And, uh, and uh, the guy giving me the introduction says, you want to hang on to that no nozzle really hard, or you're going to end up like that guy. And I turn around <laughs> and look at that guy. He's got a big crescent in his forehead. Uh from the back of that nozzle. So I did that for one night. And I never got I never went back again. I they still owe me money. So I <laughs> I blew corn kernels off of the conveyor belts at Del Monte on the overnight shift. Wow. So this is kind of an announcement, I guess, but mm -hmm. you're going to be teaching here in the future video production? Video production, yes. Is it going to be next year, next semester? It'll be in the fall. In the fall. What are you most excited about teaching here? Well, like I said before, I like mentoring people. I like teaching. I've been told forever that, you know, you, you'd be actually pretty good at that teaching thing, so I'm going to give it a shot. And it's like taking your desire to tell picture stories with pictures and sound, which is I've been doing for a long time, and mentoring and putting it together on a larger scale. What are some of the things that you hope to teach students here? Uh, well, uh, uh, the basics, you know, just the things you need to know, what's pan, what's tilt, you know, what's, uh, you know, pan left, pan right, tilt up, tilt down, truck, uh, the basics of lighting, uh, the basics of mix, mixing audio, all the stuff you need to do to look like a pro. Uh, and uh, in whatever medium that you present in, it could be social media, it could be anything, over-the-air television, it could be something on Netflix, whatever but give you the basic tools to be able to go forward. What are some long and short-term goals that you will have for your teaching position? Well, my short-term goal <laughs> is to learn how to work within a scholastic environment, um, a formal scholastic environment. TV station is way more informal, mm -hmm. uh, whereas you pick your students and um, uh, here, and usually you know, one at a time, two at a time that are at the entry level. Everyone else is at various levels and you, mm -hmm. you kind of 
uh, adjust your message to their understanding of, at that point in their career. Um, so that would be my first goal is to get the get the basics down and get that into people's head and learn how to teach in a uh, scholastic environment. Once I got that mastered, then I'm going to figure out what else we can do. Can we do sporting events? Can we do uh, 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 a lifestyle show? Can we do documentaries? And just things that, that are useful skills to have that can give people a goal to bring it to completion while at the same time... Uh, uh, creating something they may be able to use to find a job. What do you hope to accomplish in the lives of students here at DAC? Um, well, I would like to give them a educational experience that they will look back on as something they certainly weren't wasting their time on, and was uh, will have they'll be talking positively about it for years. No time for yeah DAC attack. <laughs> Yeah, we have a game at the end of every podcast that we do, and it's just like this or that questions, and you have to answer as fast sure, as you can. Sure, Dak Attack. That's a good name. Yeah. yeah. That's my marketing self speaking. But <laughs> that's good. You can keep that one. <laughs> do you want to start? Yeah. Or do you want okay. To start? Okay. Phone call or text? <laughs> text at this point. <laughs> nice car or nice home? Uh, nice home. Laundry or dishes? Uh, for me, both, but, you know, I'll do either one. <laughs> Glasses or contacts? Uh, I, you know, I, I do glasses more. Contacts I tried, but I just don't like that they feel alien, like alien objects <laughs> in too. my eye. Me too. Hamburger or taco? Hamburger. Couch or comfy chair? Comfy chair. Tablet or computer? Computer. French toast or waffles? Waffles. Ice cream dish or <laughs> ice, ice cream cup or ice cream cone? Well, a cone is more mobile. <laughs> <laughs> I do a cup because then it melts all over me, me if I have a cone. Well, that's, you got to snarf it down. Yeah. yeah, for sure. We really appreciate you coming in today, Peter. This was a great conversation. Thank you so much. Thanks Thank for you. having me. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being here. This yes. has been DACcast with Aaron and Landon. Stay classy, Jaguars.